happy fall, everybody. This is Making It in Spokane, a podcast that we shoot here in Spokane, Washington. And I'm Gina Morrow, your your host. I'm the owner-operator of 1889 Salvage Company. And hello to wherever you're listening. Today, I'm super excited. I am going to have a great conversation with Tina Bramble. You may know her, know her as the owner of Atomic Thread Boutique on the in the fabulous North Monroe District. Yes. Hello. So, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So we are going to talk about a lot of stuff, but first what we're going to talk about is Tina has some boots on <laughs> that would make me kind of seem maybe tall. It, it would. I just, I need to get it out of the way. Otherwise, I'm going to be thinking about this the just whole be time. focused on the three-inch platform? No, seriously. Have you ever fallen? Uh, not in these ones. I wear these often enough. I have fallen in my bigger ones because I'm a clumsy person. Right. But you still, <laughs> I mean, serious, like, thick-ass boots. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, what, three inches? Yeah, three inches. See, on the way, I'm uh, taller than my oldest kid. I know, man. <laughs> I wish I, I got to try. I'm going to try sometime. I have some in the store. You can come put right, them I'm on and come in around. and teeter for a moment. Realize that I'm a total dork and it's not going to happen. And then I'm going to walk away. Them. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So this podcast is really about people living creative lives. Cause sometimes I get sick of people thinking, Oh, well I could do that, but I'd have to live in New York or I'd have to live in LA. And Spokane is actually really a creative place mm -hmm. and there's tons of opportunity to be creative and to do different and exciting things that have never been done before. Absolutely. And so I wanted to have a place where I could talk to those people, um, and, and, and girl crush on some of the people I just think are super cool and doing really great things. So, uh, thanks. You're one of those people. Aw, you're going to make me blush. So I would like to start off with, tell me, so you, you don't just have one component to atomic threads. I mean, people think cool rockabilly clothes and that kind of thing, but you do so much more. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you do? Well, yeah, we've had, so Atomic Threads Boutique started out for clothing to have of all different sizes and then quickly became uh, wanting to bring in different people from the community because different artists, um, people that made jewelry and just bringing in them a place to be seen. And it was at our old location for almost three years. And as we've moved into the Boulevard building, uh, it has expanded and opened up so many opportunities. So along with the different artists that we bring in, now we're able to create a space for art classes across all mediums. And then we also can do uh, different classes for uh, performance, uh, both for adults and youth. And then we're expanding to do alternative lifestyle courses uh, and then queer and trans empowerment classes uh, we'll also be doing yoga over at our old location. We're going to be rebranding. You shut up. <laughs> we're going to be doing... Oh, I love it. We have the second location, our old location that we're in the middle of remodeling right now to create a queer-friendly beauty bar and spa. And so we'll have all the rooms sublet to different 
massage therapists, uh, estheticians, nail technician, but then the showroom where we used to have all of our clothes, we're going to do new moon and half moon yoga. We'll also have our massage therapist is going to teach, um, uh, tie table couples massage. So you can like learn how to massage your partner when they're having bad body part Mm -hmm. moments. And, uh, then we'll also do Reiki healing and blessings from different people in the community that are wanting a space to be able to teach and have their space. So kind of offering it up across many platforms. And then we also do cabaret shows. So that's also another creative outlet. (laughs) So I happen to know what cabaret is because it's such a lovely art form. Yes. Uh, But for our listeners, tell us a little bit more about cabaret and how it might differ differ from something you you it is not the liza minnelli (laughs) (laughs) it is not um however we bring in a lot of different local performers um within the burlesque community the drag community pole dancing aerialists contortionists stilting hula hooping all of the things comedy and so we have like our next show uh will be on the 8th and 9th we're gonna have a two-night show and we've got uh, male contortionists we're bringing in from Boise. We've got a couple performers from Portland and then a wide variety of performers locally that'll be doing all their different, everything from classic burlesque to neo, uh, burlesque, which is more modern take on it. Um, a lot of comedy, this one, because it's spooky season. So it's going to have a little bit of gore in there as well, because it's Halloween and we're doing kind of a sideshow freak show carnival vibe. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it's really fun to watch people get to tap into all their different creative sides and see where that goes because we've got people on all different spectrums of gender, of orientation, of age, of size. And so it's all on the stage. Uh, like our last show we had two weeks ago, I had a woman trying burlesque for the first time and she was uh, just turning 50 soon. And she's a curvy lady that is not a 20-year-old, and she got to come out and own the stage for herself, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, wow. I bet I bet she got a lot of support. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And it was a lot of fun. And so, like, going into the first of the year in January, we're wanting to open up, because right now we're working on building a stage. And so we're going to open up an open stage night. Uh, we're going to call it Expose Yourself, uh, because I have my Express Yourself class that I'm going to start teaching, which mm-hmm. is, like, owning your... Um, your fashion, using fashion to express yourself, um, with your body and also personality. And so bringing out those aspects through fashion and then the stage is going to be, uh, for open stage nights is going to be called Mm. expose yourself because you get to come up there and you could do comedy. It can be hosts learning a new skill and trying those out. It can be people wanting to try whatever type of performance and have a place Mm. to put themselves out there. Okay. Tina, you know what I want to (laughs) do? You going to come on my stage? Bye. Okay. <laughs> I hope there's not more than like six people listening when this comes out, but um, I want a fan dance. Uh, one of our performances is take, uh, performers is taking a six-week uh, virtual fan dance class, <gasps> and she's going to be doing it at our creep show. She's going to be our bearded lady, and then she's got these triple-layer, beautiful feather fans that she's going to be doing all these tricks. Oh, man. And she's a curvy lady that's going to be backbending and doing all the things like Okay, this. well, I – no backbending. I put a hip <laughs> No backbending for you? No. I would be <laughs> – you know, I, I just, of all places, I, okay, I love old, old, old TV. Mm-hmm. And I just watched an episode of Perry Mason. This was a, so 
I'm such a dork. I don't watch anything <laughs> new. I watch all the old shows. It's like in black and white and like so much sexual tension between Della Street, his confidential <laughs> secretary. But of course they never even say anything. a word. Yeah. I love old Perry Mason. Well, they had a, I can't even remember the, the name of it. It's the mystery of something, but they had a fan dancer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, First of all, those fans are amazing. Oh, absolutely. And if anybody knows me, they know that I am not that fan, a fan of nudity. I don't mind other people's nudity. Like, I don't mind a good burlesque show or mm-hmm. pole dance. That's totally fine. I'm good with that. I don't pre- prefer my own nudity. Like, if I could figure out a way to shower without taking off all Being my clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I've never liked to be nude. I don't know. I don't know why, but, um, I think my husband would like me to get over it, you know? <laughs> so I thought maybe I'll learn how to fan dance. And we'll have people teaching classes. Cause I have a couple different performers that are going to be starting to, uh, put together classes. Um, one will be working on the pole. Other ones will just learning how to flow dance and kind of get comfortable with your body and mm-hmm. moving it. We'll have floor work ones. We'll have chair dance classes and aerialist classes oh, fun. and all the stuff. Like all of my fantasies are mm-hmm. coming to mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> all of it in one spot. <laughs> you know, but a lot of times these sort of dancing fantasies involve various, you know, unclothing but they don't have to. But they yeah. because you can do a full fa- a full on fan dance and never have to take and off never clothing. show. No, you can do costume reveals, or maybe you peel off this layer, but you're never right. going down. You're just like, oh, here's this piece. I might be nude under here, but I might not. And who's to say they even get to see that? You can just make them wonder. <laughs> That's right. I like that. <laughs> this is going to work for me. I think. <laughs> I love it. That okay. So do. you... You're like the only one doing this kind of thing. There's other troops in town, absolutely, mm-hmm. and they're hugely talented. Uh, and a lot of our performers that perform on our stage also perform in other troops. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not as many that bring in as wide a variety. So we have in our boutique, everything is on wheels, so it can all just push to one end of the building and nothing is square or symmetrical in that building. As you well know, it's yes, it's uh, a wedge. It is a very interesting <laughs> space to learn how to utilize. And so we have a hard point, uh, where we hold for the aerialists. So we have for, um, hammocks or silks. We just got aerial chains that I can't wait to learn how to do because it's like aerial silks, but you're doing it with just chain link. And it's, wow, yeah. Uh, but then we have a 13 foot pool, uh, pole that uh, the dancers will be on, and we're going to be building a stage to put that on. So it'll be all the different things, so we can move things over and utilize yeah. the space. However, so you wheel needed. the clothes out of the way and uh-huh. whip out your fans, which whip or out whatever fans. you're going to yep. whip out. Yep. Okay, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Now tell me about. Um, what I love about what you're doing is that not only are you providing a place for entertainers, but you're also providing a place for people to explore their inner entertainer. Yes. And that I think is the component that's super compelling because, you know, we all have that thing like, oh, I wish I could belly dance or I wish I could, you know, do whatever mm-hmm. and there isn't the place to learn or you're not or you're scared 
Absolutely. And you're afraid to be, especially if you're not in your early 20s. And right. it's scary to be like, I mean, turning 40 and I am learning how to do pole and wanting to learn how to aerial. And I'm learning from the performers that I work with that are much younger. Right. And I have my own body issues and my body has changed drastically over the last few years. And so learning how to be comfortable with that and then to be comfortable with that in front of somebody else. Right. So like the training part of it is very new for me. It's like, I'll go on stage and I'm terrified to practice. So I will be like, I have this idea. I've run it through my brain and and then I'm just going to go on stage and own the moment and whatever happens, happens and we'll roll with it. Wow. (laughs) Because for me, sometimes planning my anxiety gets up in my brain. So I'm like, nope, we're just going to do it. <laughs> well, because that's the moment when you're like, oh yeah, no, it's official. I do suck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're practicing. Oh, and I'm watching other people right. who can move their body. I'm like, I can try to move my body that way. It doesn't move that way. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, maybe if I try this way, no, it doesn't move that way either. <laughs> yeah. This this body, I mean, I would say I'm pretty flexible for 54 years old, almost 55. I can... I can bend down and put my hands flat on the floor. Mm-hmm. But if I try to go the other way, <laughs> you know, something is going to break into <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I mean, God bless those people that can do that amazing sort of contortionist stuff. I don't even... It's super fun to watch. And I really... What I've loved even more so is being a producer of the shows has been a lot like it was when I started photography because I started out originally as a pinup photographer and um, doing that, I would shoot with women and all people, but it was predominantly women that would come to me and of all different ages. And the biggest thing I would hear is I would love to do a shoot like that when they like see my work and they'd be like, I would love to do a shoot like that. If I, but I need to lose like 20 or 30 pounds first. And I'm like, right. but I get that. Cause like, I've had that same headspace too, where I'm like, um, oh, this would be really cool, but I need to get to this point. But then the thing is, is that life happens. And if you're waiting to get to this like goal weight that you think, which having goal weights are fantastic, mm-hmm. but letting that stop you from doing something is a little less than fantastic. And so my favorite part is when people would book a shoot and regardless of like what their body type was or mm. anything like that, yeah, they'd be nervous. And I'd be like sitting there and putting them into poses. But then there's a point when it clicks and this like light switch flips and all of a sudden they're owning themselves and maybe they are starting to come up with different poses. It was like, well, I saw a picture. I want to try this. I'm like, absolutely do that. Or like nudity for me has never been required. It just happens. And my favorite part is I have a performer and she's also a local um, burlesque producer and performer, Gigi Spot. And like I started shooting her and she uh, just had a show at Prohibition Gastropub a couple weeks ago. Um, But I started shooting her when she was 17 and I was no good at photography and I wanted to be. I was like, I want to learn to do pinup photography. And she's like, I want to learn how to be a pinup model. I'm like, great. We'll work together and do what we thought was awesome. Every now and then I like to go back at old shoots and look and be like, oh, it was terrible. Our skills were terrible. And her mom was like, I want to do a shoot, but I'm not a spring chicken. And I'm not going to be like, you crazy girls getting naked. I'm like, honey, I don't require nudity. It just happened. She's like, well, it's not happening with me. I'm like, okay. And so we go through the shoot and she's like, she's a cowgirl. So she's got all this Western stuff and she's got her saddle and we created this cute little set. And so she's wearing her bra and panty set and this like 
Western shirt kind of like tied up and her boots on and hats. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Well, your bra showing. Do you want to take off? And like, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so you can just kind of like sling it over your shoulder. And so we started going through poses. And then she's like, oh, she had these like vintage gloves. And I was like, if you wanted, you can leave your bra on or you can like, you have the gloves on in the fringe. So you can like cover and be like, oh, all very Gil Elgren. And so she's like, oh, I'll take my bra for that. So she'll get like under boob, but you don't see anything. And so we do that. And then she uh, goes into another, and we have this horse trough that's like, she's laying in, like, we put soapy, sudsy, you know, bubbles on her. And she's like, ah, oh, my underwear. I'm like, I mean, I'm laying on the ground. And she's like, yeah, it would look weird. Like, why would I wear underwear in a bathtub? I'm like, I mean, why would you? And so she, like, slicks him out, throws him over. And she's posing, and she's got the boots in front of the trough, and I'm on the ground, so you can't see anything. And pretty soon you got Playmate of the Year. She is very <laughs> naked at this point. And then I was like, ooh, I have this idea. And because I'm like, again, I'm laying down on the ground and shooting up. So I was like, sit towards me. You're going to face me in the tub, but your legs are going to go like splayed out and you're going to put your hand over here and a hand back here on your hat. And it looks really cute. Like, oh, she's falling in this tub. (laughs) And then she gets up and goes to leave. And I'm like, now we're done. And so I'm like, go ahead and head to the dressing room and, you know, get ready and we'll come and we'll look through some pictures. She gets about halfway through to the dressing room and she stops. She's like, you got you got me naked. I'm like, honey, I didn't get you just naked. You I got, got you spread naked. eagle legs in the air naked. I was like, and that, my dear, is how it's done. All you, all I need is 15 minutes, <laughs> 15 minutes, and the ladies will drop their clothes in a shoot, and it's yeah. all their choice. Well, because I think, I mean, within all of us, there there's a pinup model. Well, and it's this freedom of you're embracing yourself. You're not embracing yourself like how those clothes, you know, how the clothes are fitting you because clothes fit weird sometimes. And you got like, got to worry about like this world doing that and this. But when you don't have clothes, you're just modeling and posing and nothing has to show because you can pose around it. Right. And it's all just how it's captured. Yes. So it was my favorite part of watching people go through pinup shoots and then like now into the performance side of like new performers they're nervous and even experienced performers they get nervous all the time or they're trying something new and you get to watch that all just unfold and like new confidence levels so like i'm used to this performer doing only aerial well now they're trying pole or maybe now they've only done pole but now they're trying burlesque where they're Mm -hmm. being more concept and being more creative in that and that's a really really cool thing to watch unfold or to watch the audience members at a show and be like, how can I learn how to do this? And it's inspiring people right. to explore themselves more. And I think that's a really neat thing to be able to do. It is. And to be a part of and to watch. It's and you're also great. supplying, I mean, you're also providing, um, the, the, like the production side of it and the costume part of it too. Like, do you help people with, uh, we kind of all help together. They do their own costuming but we've got a good group where if people are like i don't know how to sew but i would like to learn how to do this well then we'll have like what we call a stitch and bitch and so we just get together and we uh, i love it <laughs> so up like right now we're getting ready to do uh panel skirts um and so where you just got like the sheer chiffon panel of like skirts that you can like flow around and spin and they're really really pretty well we're going to be making a bunch of them because 
other people are wanting to create them in their acts. So those that don't know get to be around others that do and learn new skills, which is great. Right. I would like to learn how to sew. And so that's the stitch new thing. And bitch. I love it. It's like bitch. the new quilting bee. That and you realize how much you need to uh, use ventilation when everybody's using E6000. Right. <laughs> the conversations oh. get lively. <laughs> Everybody gets a little high. A little bit. And then we're like, oh, we've been Perfect. doing a lot of E6000. Is there a window open? No. That would explain a lot. Oh, yeah. No kidding. So I would like to hear, too, about the, you know, I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. I have uh, been, um, I would consider myself a very strong ally to however you'd like to say it, LGBTQ, the queer community, um, from young age. Mm-hmm. And so for me, all of, um, the performance and, uh, drag shows and all of that stuff is amazing and just adds to the, um, vibrancy of a city. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as awesome as Spokane is, we aren't sometimes as open-minded. It takes a while. Mm -hmm. I think we have to, um, get warmed up to ideas and you're doing things that are, um, new and there may be, you know, like in Portland, if you're like, yeah, let's go to a drag show. There may be four to pick from. Yeah. Well, we don't have that here. There may be one or two, two. three, Mm -hmm. you know, a year or in a whatever. And so you're kind of like, uh, you're marching into new territory, I think. Yeah. And there's been some pushback because anytime you, I'm not afraid to shake things up. That's just been the nature of my beast as I've been an adult here. Right. Just, <laughs> I don't uh, like being told what can't be happening here. And I'm right. like, no, watch me. <laughs> and yes. So, um, Challenge accepted. It's basically exactly what it is. Oh, we're not supposed to talk about this. Watch me. And I'm going to do it very, very brazenly. Yes. Um, and so there's been within the communities of offering, there's been a worry of like what's called oversaturation within the burlesque troops, within the burlesque world, because like they're used to having a couple different shows a year. And a lot of people worry about, which is, it's valid, worried about if we have all these shows, well, then there maybe won't be enough people to go to them. So then it's it's oversaturated and there's right. not as much reason. But you can go to Seattle or Portland and they have shows all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. And I feel like we have the community here in town. It's just we need people to build up, build upon it. And so Mm -hmm. like what we're wanting to do is offering all these different things and offering them all the time. I want to have like a show every month and whether it be a big show that we do a production or it's an open stage night Mm -hmm. offering that because you're, you're training the community to let know, Hey, we can have these things because my three to five year goal, because I'm a little crazy pants, is uh, in three to five years, I would like to open up my own cabaret venue, performance venue. So we would have the boutique, mm-hmm. but I want to get that going on its own. And then kind of the boutique now in its new space is the training wheels for what I want 
to have in three to five years as well, which is the cabaret bar that will be known as the bombshell bar. Oh, I love it. When <laughs> that's how the bombshell review started. And that's the cabaret, that's the variety show that we've started is the bombshell review. It was because two years ago I had the crazy idea of like, I've been enjoying making these little shows. But what if I made a big show? And everyone's like, uh, we can't do too big. Like, this is the average kind of size of show. I'm like, that's not what I want. So I rented the um, the pin. Uh, and this was in November of 2019. And we had brought a drag king from Florida, a burlesque performer from Portland. And then we had 15 local performers. So this one show... It ended up being a four-hour show with two intermissions. I had 17 performers and 35 acts. Wow. And it went off. I will... You nailed it? I, it really good. It was really... It was like smooth. I was terrified by the second intermission. I'm like, this is a long show. <laughs> An average show is like two hours. Right, right. Maybe two and a half hours if you're feeling frisky. It was like the Bruce Springsteen. It was a festival. A burlesque. <laughs> it was a festival. And I had burlesque. I had drag. I had aerialists and liras. We, uh, because my husband and I are polyamorous, our girlfriend at the time, uh, we had done rope. So we did Shibari rope while she's singing live, hooked her to a hoist. And then she was swinging over the crowd Wow! while singing live and throwing glitter upon everybody. <laughs> it was magical. We had still yeah. performers wandering around at the pre-show. It was, it was really fun. The and likes of which Spokane has not seen. No. And it was great. And I was like, and that showed me, I, I wanted to have a big show that'd be like, this is on, this is something that we don't normally do. And I wanted to see if we could, and we did, and we booked out the place. I had like 230 tickets sold. Like it had filled up. The the pin was filled, and it was really great. And I was like, okay, so Spokane can do this. Right. And so, and then COVID hit. <laughs> and when COVID hit, there was no stage. F COVID. I just I want to say know. that. Well, there was no stage. And while there was no stage, there was a lot of performers with no outlet. And when you get people that are isolated and they have no outlet – and then you get depression. Right. And I had all of these performer friends that were really upset because they got taken away and they had no control. So what we did was within our very small boutique, we created a virtual stage. So we spent like $8,000 that we didn't exactly have, but found a way to pull it together to get cameras and lights and production quality things to put on a virtual show and tech is the bane of my existence because there's lags and this and that that doesn't line up on the virtual show. And when it's all happening live streaming on YouTube, it's terrifying. Yeah. Well, I mean, a Zoom <laughs> meeting is stressful. I can only imagine adding... And we're putting on a full live show right, yeah, within the performance. this and like five cameras. So there's like, we had five. We had a main camera. We had a floor camera. We had an aerial camera above the pole. We had a side camera. And then I'd sit there and flip between them all while they're performing to the cameras. And I would just produce the show with them on the fly. And yeah. it was I want to really drink fun. just thinking about it. it. Oh, I wanted to drink after and during. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you had mentioned the um, empowerment classes, mm -hmm. and I'm super interested in those because yeah. I think that um, now more than ever, uh, there's a freedom to express yourself. And I think that young people are beginning – I mean, it's not um, – now I think you go to a junior high, there's going to be uh, – gay students there that, mm -hmm. and they're perfectly, there's no, 
There's, I mean, there's still obviously kids are still jerks. Kids are still jerks. However, there is a lot more of an acceptance coming out for yes. me. I've also realized that with my own kid, like I have my 16 year old and then I have a 10 year old and my 10 year old is currently exploring her gender and she's right. going by she, her, which is not what she was born as. And it's terrifying as a parent because I want to be the protective bubble over my children. Right. And I'm also very proud to watch her slowly starting to open up and accept different parts and explore into that. And so that's a big reason of the classes is watching as we opened the boutique and got our first storefront. It was watching the people that would come in because it wasn't ideally at first going to be queer centric. It was pinup. I was a pinup photographer and it started because I was a bigger girl and I hated not having my own clothes to like go find where I could wear. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'll bring them in and we'll carry clothes for all people. Well, then with that came in different genders and I am naturally a part of the queer community. And so I wanted to be a safe place for them. And Mm -hmm. so that became more of the forefront. And then now that we moved into a bigger facility or a bigger venue, it's able to offer different classes. So like some of the queer and trans empowerment classes that we'll have will be, I want to bring in, um, professionals from the medical, um, medical, uh, community to Mm -hmm. talk about hormone therapy. So people that are transitioning or thinking about it and like thinking about going into medical transitioning, they can have a good discussion openly about what to expect Mm -hmm. um, for those that are non-binary or like um, more masculine on the transitioning side, having somebody talk about binders because wearing binders can be dangerous. If you bind too much, it can deform your ribs and just, there's a lot of things that you have to be aware of. And a lot of things aren't, it's not education and knowledge that's easily out there for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so offering that in a place also offering, um, like the express yourself is a place where they can come in and learn how to express themselves if they're exploring their gender um, and the way they present and then learning how to dress to that, dress to their body type in a completely new way, mm-hmm. makeup skills for people that are learning makeup for the first time in their thirties, forties, twenties, whatever the case may be. Right. But learning how to present themselves in a way that makes them feel good and seen and true to how they feel. And so offering a safe place where they can come in and have discussions. Cause I want to have discussion groups where, Different people within the community and different age groups can come talk to others that are maybe similar, but different part, you know, different, uh, different place on the, in their journey mm-hmm. and they can help reflect and feel understood. I also know people that are in their fifties and starting to transition. And that's a completely different thing. You've lived a good portion of your life as a, a lie for yourself right. and that's scary. So giving a place where they can maybe have other people that they can, um, identify with and feel open to talk about these things that are scary. What about classes for parents of yes. children mm-hmm. that are exploring? That's a big one. I wanted yeah. to, um, I've been it, talking cause you're, you're immersed in the community mm-hmm. and it's still scary It is absolutely. because you know, how do I act? How do I be most supportive? How do I, is this a phase or is this like, do I really need to, you know, what do I need to do to Absolutely. make sure? Because there are phases, there are things where that you're exploring that you're not going to stick with. And mm-hmm. then there are things, you know, there's some people that wake up one day and realize that they're not, this isn't the body that they want to be in or, or they 
you know, non-binary is such a new concept, I think, for a lot of people my age. That haven't been exposed to that. Yes. And they don't, they don't know what to say Mm -hmm. and they don't want to sound like an idiot. Yeah. And I happen to just sit down one day and be willing to be a dork and just say, so I want you to explain to me exactly what non-binary is, how, if they're not identifying as a male or a female, then how do I refer to them? And that's where I learned about they. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just, I realized you know, in college I was up on all this stuff, you know, cause I, and then everything changed and on then you. everything <laughs> changed and I didn't know what the hell to say. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be a big dork and to be a 50 year old person who can't relate to, you know, it's relating and adapting and you don't want to offend in like, cause that's yeah. like a big thing of like, and using the appropriate language uh-huh. And it's hard to know. So that's something that we're wanting to do. Um, I'm hoping to get things lined up because like right now, everything is a lot in our figuring out all the foundations so we can put everything into play. I'm hoping by the first of the year to start also the last Saturday of every month will be a community outreach day. And so with those, those are going to be all free discussions and classes that we'll have. So I want to bring in like a mental health professional to talk about mental health and resources in the community. Cause like, that's a huge thing. Yeah. And that's a huge thing that a lot of people don't talk about. And I want to have discussions on things like consent, what consent means mm. for all ages of people, because right. kids need to understand that as well. No, my kids have learned because I know a lot of people that are very touch adverse. So like we're big huggers, but mm-hmm. not everybody is. And so getting yeah. that kids to understand that and adults to understand that of like, Hey, can I asking for a hug? Can I have a hug? Oh, you're not feeling it. How about a like elbow bump or like a fist bump type of thing? Yeah. Because sometimes my kids look for that kind of physical connection, but they need to be very respectful for what other people are okay with. Right. And And, COVID adds another layer. And that adds a huge layer. And so then like having, um, pronouns, I want to have discussions Mm -hmm. about pronouns. So learning about how to refer to people in different, the way they identify and, like I happen because I'm always very nervous that, of misgendering because it's something mm-hmm. that happens and it's all in correcting yourself and not making a big deal about it. It's the biggest thing that I've talked to people is they understand misgendering is going to happen, mm-hmm. but being like, I'm sorry, they, if I said she, I'm like, cause I have friends that just recently came out as non-binary. And so you have a certain habit of calling them a certain pronoun and now you're having to change that and have that be very yeah. on the forefront and aware of your brain. And so it's a lot of just practice. So this is a great conversation because, and I'm, you know, I'm just, I, I think, um, I'm a big dork and what makes me a big dork is that I'm just willing to be as vulnerable as I am. You know, I don't mind saying, I don't know, cause more than anything I want to learn. Mm -hmm. And I notice, so I think about this all the time, and this is a great conversation and place to put this in. So in the store, I would say 90% of my customers are women, Mm -hmm. right? So as a friendly store owner who wants to provide good service, I say, thanks ladies. See you later, lady. Have a great weekend, ladies. Mm -hmm. Um, Ladies seems more, you know, um, respectful than 
by girls, you know, Mm -hmm. because if they're 60, they're not girls. And, but I don't know if they, I don't know what to say anymore. If I should just say, bye, have a good weekend. (laughs) I, you know, I, and I think a lot of people. Like I've had to train that because I call everybody darling. Like, Male, female, what it doesn't, it's just naturally that's where my brain goes. I'm like, but some people don't like the feminine flair to that. And so there's different ways of, um, but you don't want to say goodbye, human, whatever you are. I mean, you sometimes I'll say, like, when I'm feeling sassy and it's people that I, you can get a feel from, like, uh, ladies and gentle thems. Because it's across the board. Right. (laughs) It gives it gives reference to the masculine and the feminine and the non-binary all in one. Right. (laughs) That's why I love you. (laughs) Yeah, I never because I I've I've thought many, many times I probably should start to cure myself of the bye ladies. And I don't, you know, I don't mean anything by it. No. But a lot of pain can be caused Mm -hmm. from people not meaning. Absolutely. To be hurtful at all. I would never mean to be hurtful. Mm-mm. In fact, I would want to go out of my way to not be hurtful. But some of those things like um and and I and I think too being able to just say to someone, what is most appropriate? How would you like to be referred? Yeah. I want to refer being, to well, you just in a being upfront with that. Right. And just asking mm-hmm. what are your pronouns? Yes. Tell me your pronouns. And that and I think that's as very direct. And like when I do our classes, um, we have application forms that people like will sign up for. And mm-hmm. when I in my application form I have like their name email address, you know, all that stuff. But then I have pronouns. Mm -hmm. So when I do their name tags, I write their name and then their pronouns underneath that. So the instructor knows how to refer. And like, we've gotten things like that at at the boutique where we just have like little button pins that have pronouns on because a lot of people like to buy them because some that are more non-binary and maybe Mm -hmm. non-binary, but they present more feminine or they present more masculine. Mm -hmm. Having that pin helps just the other people and it also like, helps there. like when you're at your um class reunion and you know you know that sucker across from you you just can't remember their damn name mm-hmm. and the hi my name is fred you're like oh of course <laughs> hi fred i mean it's just a way that you can be more fred mm-hmm. has been so long more personal right absolutely and i Instead think of that the dead air look yeah like, hi i know, I know you. you have a, hey i know you have a name i don't know what it is but how I know you are have you <laughs> you oh you silly you <laughs> right that's good so i mean lesson lesson learned by all of us um you know i think it's we need to to start being comfortable with the fact that the pronouns need to be there because Mm -hmm. if there's, if there's going to be pronouns other than, than, um, she and he, then we need to know what, you know, so I I'm noticing now more people putting it on their signature on their email and on their business cards, even in zoom meetings now during COVID, right? Like they'll have the name and then they'll have their pronouns right there. It's on the forefront of so many things. And I think that's really great because it is, it's still cutting edge though. It is absolutely. And And I think it still makes people uncomfortable. It does, especially people that aren't exposed to it as much. Mm -hmm. They don't understand 
and they're not comfortable using those, right? the different terms and, and whatnot. And I understand that, but also things are changing well around everywhere. And so it's yeah, absolutely. encouraging more people not to feel bad for being a little more behind, but like encouraging them, like showing recognition of like, thank you for the effort of you trying. Right. And then I think for those that are being asked about their, or, or get asked a dumb question by, you know, somebody of a certain age that's uncomfortable with all of the new things mm-hmm. happening to be, um, you know, give grace and, yes. and be compassionate because I think there's a lot of people who just don't know. I finally just sat down with somebody and said, I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions. Cause I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I really wanted to be respectful and appropriate and, you know, I think there's just a lot of people out there who just don't understand yeah. and they're too, they don't want to ask, you know? And that's something that recently, as we're expanding the way we've been at the boutique and we working on our business plan and like being big kids and grown ups, and like we're coming up with our different, um, like our mission statement and our, uh, vision statement and like our values and something that we end up putting in there in our values was, um, we are kind disruptors Mm. because I want to shake things up in a big way Mm -hmm. and I'm not afraid to, but I will always do it respectfully. Right. And kind disruptors. Kind disruptors because I, I like to bust in like the Kool-Aid man. Let's be really honest. I right. just plow through a wall and be like, it doesn't need to be here. It's me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I decided last night, actually, I was like, I want to do a burlesque act at some point as the Kool-Aid man. And <laughs> just bust, so I can bust, bust through, through a wall, wall as the Kool-Aid man. That was, isn't that, <laughs> that would be empowering. It really yeah. would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I just, I love that the kind disruptor. I mean, it says so many, there's so many levels to that. It can be taken however, right. In so many different ways because it's across the board. It's from the fashion that we're bringing. Cause there's no, there's no clothing stores like what we carry here in town right. and actively seeking out the different pinup stuff, but then the different goth and punk and like across the vibes of everything. And so then art also, because wanting to give, um, I'm wanting to give artists of all ages. Like we've got a couple vendors that are 15 and 16 that make Mm -hmm. amazing art and giving them a place to showcase and sell. And I've got older artists. And so like across all, and then also I, we have the 18 and older area for like those that want to see a little more in their art, (laughs) because that's another aspect of like, as an artist who has shot photography that doesn't always have a lot of clothing. You can't display that on social media without bars and censoring. You can't put it in restaurants anywhere. Right. And so giving a place for those artists that go a little on the edge of things Mm -hmm. and just showing Spokane that, Hey, we, though we may not be as fast paced as Seattle or Portland or New York or somewhere like that. It's, I, we still have a community that, wants that and is waiting for somebody to shake things up and right so that's what we're doing yeah and (laughs) and and if you're listening and you're thinking well goodness I don't know about this (laughs) I'm just I'm just an old-fashioned girl or whatever you are um go see it go see a drag show uh it's just an amazing art form 
and the costuming and the, the, you know, it's it, the makeup and the performance all together, it all coming together mm-hmm. is, you know, it's just, it's a lovely and burlesque. I, I mean, that's just an ancient form oh, of absolutely. entertainment. So just take, you know, get up off the, the couch and give up one program and yep. go see something that's different and then make up your mind. Yeah. Like if and you want to, you want to hate it after that, that's fine. Absolutely. And if you're nervous of going in person, like our shows, we record them and then post them on our Vimeo. So then you can rent them later. So if oh, you're like lovely. the idea of going to a show with all the people, maybe not be a comfort zone, but yeah. like, if you're curious and want to watch it in the comfort of your own home with your own glass of wine, like that's a possibility too. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. So a lot of what I want to do in my business and with this podcast is really empower and support and give a voice to people who are leading a purpose driven life and, and have a purpose driven business. Like for me, from the very beginning, just working was never enough and was soul sucking Mm -hmm. and awful. And so really finally discovering and giving a name to, oh, work that provides something for someone else while also expressing what my own passions are. That's what I want to do. And it feels good. It does feel good. And you can do it Mm -hmm. wherever you are. You don't, you don't have to live in a New York or a, um, you know, San Francisco to do things that are creative or purpose driven. And so, you know, if, if you thought for one second today while you listened, Hmm, what do I want to do? Then that's awesome. Then I I feel really great about this conversation and go partake of all of the fantastic things that they're doing at Atomic Threads and with the shows and the classes. And um, I'm just really pleased to have you today. Thanks so much for a great conversation. I love what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. And thanks for giving a voice to people who don't always have a voice. Absolutely. It's definitely grown to be one of my purposes. Like, as a person in the community, but I'm also really good at being loud. So, right. But there's a lot of people that it's really hard to speak up and it's really hard to own your voice. And so being loud enough for others is a really big responsibility and one that I definitely take. And your super, and your superpower. (laughs) Oh, thanks. That's right. (laughs) She has a costume like her, your, uh, your, you know, like your Spider-Man costume. We would, maybe we'd say L for, for loud. But a loud lady. Don't ever change that. So thank you again, You're Tina Bramble, Atomic Threads Boutique. And we will be back another time with some other really cool person. Until then, we're going to say bye for now. Bye.